Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, recognizing the value of financial advice since 1937. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. Now the Obama administration is talking criminal malfeasance in that oil catastrophe that's creeping across the Gulf. Attorney General Eric Holder heads to the region tomorrow to meet with federal prosecutors and state attorneys general. And he says his Justice Department is looking into any possible criminal wrongdoing. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Thomson Reuters, a source of intelligent information to businesses and professionals around the world. Thomson Reuters, knowledge to act. Sustainability coverage is supported in part by the Candida Fund, furthering values that contribute to a healthy planet. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Bob Moon in for Kai Ristall. Here's hoping you're enjoying a much-deserved holiday respite as we pay tribute on this Memorial Day 2010. Sorry to say there's been no break at all from that relentless gusher in the Gulf. Over the weekend, the last best hope to cap BP's runaway well was declared a failure. And now the oil giant has moved on to try another idea to funnel the sludge to the surface. But that approach won't do any more than contain the mess. And it's now looking like the flow won't actually be stopped until August at the earliest, when two relief wells are supposed to be finished. That dire news has people who make their living from the Gulf rethinking their plans for surviving the spill. Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Genzer reports. Susan Groh is a Louisiana fishing guide. On a good day, she can make $1,000, but now... Our business, our fishing business, is completely zero. Groh says all of her tours this summer have been canceled. I still have a couple of trips on the books for October. The the guys are just hanging on. Grow is hanging on, too, living off of her savings. And just in case those guys booked for October cancel, she's looking for a job, waitressing maybe. Buggy Vegas is also scraping together a Plan B. He owns Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Normally on Memorial Day, the beach would be clogged with sunbathers, but the only people around now are workers cleaning up the oil. Vegas is thinking about turning his marina into a hardware store. When the oil workers come to the marina's restaurant, Vegas asks them, what supplies do you need? I said, man, I could do whatever y'all need, the way to get it in here. Lose a pair of gloves or a hat or whatever, shackles, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes is also John Williams' mantra. Williams heads the Southern Shrimp Alliance. He's meeting with Washington lobbyists and lawyers tomorrow to put together his contingency plan. We're going to hash over every issue that's facing the shrimp industry with respect to the oil spill and try to come up with something that we can help, certainly help our members and the industry also. That could include suing BP, something Williams had ruled out until now. In Washington, I'm Nancy Marshall-Genzer for Marketplace. 185 nations are represented in Bonn, Germany, at the biggest talks on climate change since last December's ill-fated United Nations summit in Copenhagen. For the next 12 days, negotiators will try to set the groundwork for yet another meeting later this year in Mexico, where they hope to reach a binding pact to fight global warming. Kyle James reports from Berlin. The delegates gathering today in Germany aren't really expecting great things, says Wendell Trio of the environmental group Greenpeace. The mood is still very cautious. I think a lot of countries are still recovering from what happened in Copenhagen. There, the high-profile global summit meant to save the planet ended in bickering and without a legally binding accord. 
This time, delegates are working on smaller climate initiatives instead of trying for a big, overarching deal all in one go. Even then, it won't be easy, says Carlos Busquets of the Environment Division of the International Chamber of Commerce. There's a big rift and bond between the rich developed nations and the poorer developing ones. How do you make that balance for these economies that need to grow to lift their populations out of poverty with, at the same time, the acute need to reduce greenhouse gas emissions? In Copenhagen, developed nations pledged $30 billion over three years to help poorer nations reduce emissions and adapt to a changing climate. Greenpeace's Wendell Trio says...